Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, gnarly! Hey, where's the beef? I want my MTV. I want my MTV! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. This week, episode 101, and I am flying solo. Last week, episode 100, had the fellas here, had a great time like we always do. But I thought before we kick things off back into full swing, back into our normal topics, I would take this opportunity to do like a best of episode over the first 100 episodes we had. This podcast has been a blast to do. I enjoy the whole process, getting the guests together, the conversations we have, the strolls down memory lane. I have a pretty good recall for a lot of this stuff, but with the guests that we have had on here, it has been really great to see their memories of the 80s and to just kind of get perspective outside of my own. So I think that's why we listen to these podcasts and things, is to get someone else's perspective. I'm going to take the opportunity kind of to let you know a little bit how the podcasts come together. So first of all, when I first started out, it was just me sitting behind my laptop with the microphone talking about the 80s and how they worked. And I had a full script written out for every single thing I was going to say. And I'll tell you what, that was a lot of work. That podcast was probably an hour or so long. I don't really remember But it seemed like it took me hours and hours to do that. And I thought, I cannot do this every single week. So I enlisted my friend Matt to join me. And because we are good friends and because just the conversations we have just kind of flow very natural, that is more what I was looking for in the podcast. Not just one guy sitting here talking, doing his thing but more of a two friends conversing about our memories of the 80s. And as time went on, I had more and more guests, and we had those kind of conversations, and that evolved to our typical group of guys is me, Mike, Kevin, and Matt. And for no other reason than it's easy to get that group together. We have a blast together. We have, of course, other guests, so we do some Zoom calls, and we'll have other people into members-only studio, and we will do our thing. So, as I mentioned, the podcast has evolved to what it is today. I typically will think of a topic, or one of the guys will think of a topic, and we've got this text thread we go back and forth, like, hey, let's talk about this this week. So we find out the topic, have all the guys do their homework, and then we meet together or we Zoom or whatever. When it's in person, 
I usually have one of the guys stop and pick up pizza. Of course, I order it ahead of time and pay for it so I don't stick them with it. I figure feeding them pizza for what they come and do and take away time from their families is the least I can do for these guys. So we'll sit for probably the first half hour. We'll eat. We'll talk about the episode or what was going on with us that week. And then we actually start recording. So very loosely based scripts that we have when I started the tagline the best that we remember it I thought it was very appropriate because you may not always get facts and we try very hard to get facts straight when we're on here talking about actual events that happened in the 80s but a lot of times we'll just go from memory and sometimes we don't feel like investigating some of our answers so they may or may not be right so our disclaimer is the best that we remember it so once we get done recording usually a day or so later i will begin editing there's a lot of junk that i end up trimming off of the podcasts a lot of ums or weird noises that happen in the background or Matt laughing way too long after the joke's already been done. I go through Anchor, and I put the edited version out there, and I schedule it ahead of time. So the recording process might be done on Tuesday. And on Thursday, I put the fully edited version out on Anchor, and I can use a scheduler on there. So I always release them Friday at midnight. Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on the Living in the 80s Facebook page, I put out the announcement that, hey, here's a new podcast, this is the topic, these are who the guests are, so on and so forth. And that's it. That's how we do it. So I thought taking this opportunity to go back over the last 100 episodes and talk about some of the funnier things that have happened on here, the best that I could remember it. I may have missed some things that may have been super funny to some of you, or some of the things I bring up today may not be funny at all to you, but they crack me up. So I'm going to do this in a top 10 format. I'm going to have Stan, the announcer, help us out. So first of all, we're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back talking all about the funniest bits from the last 100 episodes. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Before we get started talking about our top 10 funniest bits, uh, just a disclaimer. We've had many guests on here, and most of the time when we have guests on here, they're talking pretty serious about, about the topic at hand. So there's not a lot of room or opportunities to be super humorous. And not that we try to be funny, it's just, you know how friends are when you get together, you start talking, and just funny things happen during the conversation. Like, we don't start the podcast saying, oh, how funny we can be. And you know what? In all honesty, you guys may not find us funny at all. Maybe you just think we're just a bunch of dopes, which we are. But most of these bits here are going to be between Matt, Kevin, and I. There's a couple other ones sprinkled in here, but just hang in here. We're going to start off with number 10. Number 10. A few times in the podcast, we have taken certain iconic 80s movies and talked about them, whether it's 
trivia about the movie, our favorite scenes, different things that we picked up on in the movie. And I started at one point taking parts of the scripts and doing table reads. Whether it's myself or one of the other guys, we would actually read the parts of the actors in the movie. In this case, we did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, I don't know why this struck me especially funny, but hearing Matt do Spicoli, I think he sounded even more stoned than Spicoli was supposed to be in the movie. Check it out for yourself. Also, there will be no eating in this class. You get used to doing your own business on your own time. That's one demand I make. I don't like staying after class with you in detention. That's my time. I don't like wasting it. Just like you want me, want me to come to your house some evening and discuss U.S. history in your time. Mr. Hand finally turns as if he has just noticed the sound of the door and opens the door an inch. Jeffrey Spicoli stands in the doorway, red eyes glistening, his long blonde hair is still wet and streaming down the back of his white peasant shirt. It's actually a green polo. Yeah. He grins, oblivious to such trivial matters as attendance bells. A student sitting near Stacy turns to his friends. That guy's been stoned since third grade. Yes. Uh, y- yeah, uh, <sighs> I'm registered for the class. What class? This is U.S. history, right? I saw the globe in the window. Really? Spicoli holds his red ad card up to the crack in the door. Uh, can I come in? Mr. Oh, Hand please. opens the door slowly. I get so lonely when that third attendance bell rings and I don't see all my kids here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. This new schedule is totally confusing. Mr. Hand takes the red ad card and reads from it with utter fascination. Mr. Spicoli. That's the name they gave me. (laughs) Mr. Hand slowly tears the card into little pieces and sprinkles the pieces over his wastebasket. Spicoli watches in disbelief. His hands are frozen in the process of removing his backpack. You just ripped my card in two. Yes. Hey, bud, what's your problem? Mr. Hand moves within inches of Spicoli's face. No problem at all. I think you know where the front office is. It takes a moment for the words to work their way out of Jeff Spicoli's mouth. You dork! In the tense moment that follows, (laughs) no one in the class is sure what might happen. Mr. Hand simply turns away from Jeff Spicoli as if he ceased to exist and coolly continues his lecture. Number nine. If you've listened to the podcast very much, you'll notice that Mike has sort of a great self-deprecating humor. He tends to not really care that we have a little bit of fun at his expense, and a lot of times he makes it way too easy. He also has a number of nicknames. We typically call him Snowball, but sometimes we call him Field. So that happened in our sports episode. We talked about most iconic athletes and sporting events and so forth of the 80s. And he made the mistake of telling us that he 
ran track and cross country in college. Well, Kevin isn't really the Joker as much as he is the keen observer. He has just a way of weaving in the little jabs here and there and just saying like one-off things that just kind of catch us off guard and is extremely funny. So when he called Mike Field, we lost it. So as you're going to hear in this clip, we really had a hard time keeping our composure after Mike gained this nickname. He was always my favorite track and field athlete. I don't know if you guys know I ran track and cross country in college. So I would have never this. guessed that. We would have never guessed that. Didn't guess that? No. <laughs> nope. Was... You look like you'd be more field than track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Well, <laughs> shot put. <laughs> Hammer throw, maybe. Destroyed <laughs> my life, maybe. But back then, yeah, we, we've all changed over the years. You seem more... <laughs> Field than track. Wow. <laughs> the of the night. Number eight. So a little background on number eight. So I've always enjoyed being around funny people. I've had so many friends that just make me laugh. And, and to this day, I just love hanging around people that have got great senses of humor and they just make me laugh and I'm never typically the funniest person in my group. My sense of humor is more observing things and then recalling them back. One thing that I started doing at a very early age was impressions. So in the fifth grade I was in a talent show at my elementary school and we did a gong show and so I did impressions I did like Fonzie Mr. Cotter Vinnie Barbarino these kind of people and made my friends laugh and a lot of times I would do impressions of teachers or some of my friends like if they and I'm not a cruel person, but if somebody had like a speech impediment or an unusually deep or unusually high-pitched voice, I would try to imitate that. I didn't always sound just like that person, but I have always got just a little bit of laughter out of that kind of thing. So because I felt like I had to at least throw myself under the bus during this podcast at some point. I had to find something that I could share that I did. We did an episode on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Again, this is another table read. And in this case, I was Cameron, Ferris's friend. And this is an interaction that took place between Cameron and Mr. Rooney, with Mike being Mr. Rooney, and of course, I was Cameron. And... This is just one of my many not actually talented gifts, I guess. So here it is. A family member dies and you insult me. What the heck is the matter with you anyway? I really don't know, sir. I uh, uh, thought I was talking to someone else. You have to know, sir, that I would never deliberately insult you like that. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you. 
How embarrassed I am. Pardon my French, but you're an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. That was good stuff. Dude, your Cameron voice was worth it all right there. I knew you were destined to play that role. When you <laughs> oh. said we were going to do one, I'm like, we got to do that scene. Number seven. Number seven is a moment we had with our friend Debbie. So Debbie came to us. She just did a search one day for 80s podcasts and found Living in the 80s. And then she joined the Facebook page. And we just kind of got to know her. And she got us. And she just really enjoys the nostalgia and everything else involved. And she's become a friend as well as an administrator on our Facebook page. And she always has the most thought-out responses and answers. And when she's doing Song of the Day, it's always better than ours because she actually puts a lot of good thought into it. And we just appreciate her so much. But we did a podcast on teen heartthrobs. So this would have been episode 59. And... We were talking about Matt Dillon. And Debbie made the mistake of letting Matt and I know that she had never seen The Outsiders. Now, as you know, as 80s aficionados, this is on the short list of movies you must see in order to maintain your status as an 80s guru. And... As shocking as it was, it was just a very funny moment, and we still have never let her live this down. Even though she has since seen The Outsiders and said, it was all right. We had such a fun time with this, and uh, kind of one of the many things that helped endear Debbie to us. So this is Debbie telling us that she had never seen The Outsiders. I know he was hot. He was hot, according to a lot of my friends in The Outsiders, but that was a movie that I never saw, and I never read the book. I wait, never, wait, wait never stop. Seen it. Okay, okay, no, oh. hold on, hold on, hold on. Debbie, Debbie, oh. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. You what? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> we need to talk about how we can remove someone from the administrative site of the 80s. You know, and Debbie, so- we... <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I have to go watch it this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. you do. Okay, so I will have to report you. back. Number six. Number six is one that makes me laugh every time I hear it. So... This one comes to us courtesy of our friend Randy. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. Yes, that Randy. So just to give you a little background on who Randy Nelson is, I have known Randy since he was a small child. In fact, Randy was the ring bearer at my wedding when he was like four or five years old. And I've known him and his family forever. Uh, When I was a youth pastor, he was one of my students, and over the years, we have stayed in touch, and I will never admit that he's one of the funniest guys I know. I will never admit that. One thing that we're going to remember Randy for was the podcast where we talked about action movies, and 
the fact that Randy hadn't seen most of them made it a lot of fun to do. But what it is most memorable for to me is this moment, this clip I'm about to play. Now, keep in mind, even grown men have the sense of humor and sometimes the maturity of a 13-year-old kid. So this clip, as crude as it might be, is about a fart in church. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how people want to live their life. But jokes are jokes. And if it's funny, I'm going to say it's funny. Me too. Like I, I am perpetually in my mind 13. Yes. Like fart jokes. Fart jo- yes. I'm laughing at them. I was going to say. I'm laughing Farts at are them. always funny. Yes. Especially that, the inappropriate ones. That is God's little way of giving you a gift to share with, <laughs> to share with, with the, the world. world that you have no real control. Like, like you can control the inflection of your voice. Yeah. You can. No. No, because the ones you think are going to be quiet in the church service are the ones that come out just blaring. Like, they bounce off a wooden pew. Yeah, <laughs> You're done. It's one of my favorite stories of Kevin, <laughs> my brother. Do we, tell. Were at, we were at Grace, and uh, I mean, he was young. He was six, seven, eight years old, and he knows the story. I still bring it up to this day. And uh, man, we're you know all dressed to the nines. We're on those old wooden pews, left side of the old sanctuary. I know you can picture it, fourth row back. And uh, we're at a revival. Troy Orver is preaching. So you know he's up there. Hellfire, the Hellfire brimstone. Hellfire, brimstone. And it gets to a serious point. And somebody came to church and got there a little bit late. One of our pews was, Kevin goes to scoot, he lifts that cheek. And he slides. And it was like a trombone slide. Brrrr, down the whole pew. And my mom looked at him as embarrassed as could be. And Kevin just looked up at us in his little tiny kid voice and went, Oops. <laughs> and of course, by this time, I was like 10 or 11, and I lost it. And to this day, I can picture his face and hear that trombone slide fart down the wooden pew. It is one of my all-time favorite me- memories of my brother. Uh, love him to death, but man, I've got tears in my eyes telling it again. I do, too. One of my greatest memories I'm, of... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. It was like a fart on a wooden chair in pew's funny, but with the slide all the way down. <laughs> oh, oh man. my goodness trombone fart you can't beat it <laughs> no you can't so that jingly noise that you hear whenever i play a flashback clip comes from back to the future so i thought it was an appropriate clip to kind of signify the beginning and end of a historical documented thing so That's why I use it. That's just a Rob thing. So we have heard numbers 10 through 6. So we're going to take a brief time out and we'll be right back with the top five. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. 
Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are now heading into our top five. Take it away, Stan. Number five. Number five comes to us from episode 89, kind of. This was the episode where Mike and I were talking about country crossover hits of the 80s. And Matt was on vacation, Kevin was on vacation, and we were able to call Matt and talk to him. And he joined the podcast via the phone conversation. But Kevin, I got Kevin to put together some clips of responses. So if you go back and listen to the episode, it sounds like we're talking to Kevin, but we're really not. It's I asked the question, I dropped Kevin's response in. So me and Mike thought we would have some fun with it. And this clip here never actually hit the podcast. This is something that we did and just sent to Kevin afterwards. Kevin got a big kick out of it. Now, just a disclaimer before I play this clip. I am not being derogatory towards anyone's sexual preference. So please get the humor in this. When we played this, everything that Kevin said, his answers were completely out of context (laughs) with these questions. So with this little clip here, you're going to hear our questions, Kevin's responses, and this is just me editing the responses in. So again, nothing against anybody. It just came across really funny to us. Well, hello, Kevin. Hey there. So we want to have some rapid-fire questions with you. Is that okay? Sounds good to me. First question, Kevin. Where does Diana rank on all the girls you dated? Not my favorite. Are you serious? Definitely. Wow, you guys always seem like a great couple. So so you must be into guys then? Definitely. Okay, so if you were to like switch and start dating guys like who would be the ideal guy for you that snowball well thank you kevin i guess Uh, anyway that's uh anyway that's a bit strange so i'm gonna kind of move on to another subject here um is it true you're gonna be a pittsburgh steelers fan this year definitely Wow, that's a big switch, man. I've known you forever, and I would never have thought I'd heard you say those words. So I assume that means you hate the Cleveland Browns then? Totally agree. So are you guys going to stop by in <coughs> Deanna on your way home? Sounds good to me. So, Kevin, um, I know a lot of people, couples, like to act out movies. So uh, if you were to role play a movie, what movie would Diana want you to act out? Jim Cotta. That's exactly what Mike said about Misty. Sounds like something he would say. All right, then. We'll let you head to Indiana. So I will. we will talk to you later, man. Have a good one. See you. Take care. Number four. 
Number four is yet another table read. This, I believe, is Matt's favorite clip through the entire podcast. If you listen to Mike, and this is his first time he had done the podcast with us, he got to be Marty McFly. So if you've ever heard Michael J. Fox, sometimes he has this little cracking in his voice. Well, Snowball tried to imitate that, and it sounded hilarious. Just that first crack of the voice. We played this last week on the podcast, but my apologies if you heard it twice in two weeks. It is still funny no matter when we play this. So this is uh, Mike Moore doing Michael J. Fox. Have you ever been in a situation? <laughs> is that Marty McFly? Yes. Or is that Mr. Haney from Green Acres? <laughs> or maybe you're a Jack in the Box named Charlie. I'm not really sure who you are right Come now. Come on, Marty. Roll talk to me. Roll talk to me, Marty. You, you know you have to act a certain way, but when you get there, <laughs> you don't know if uh, you can go through with it. Number three. So I mentioned earlier about surrounding myself with really funny people. One of the most consistently funny guys I know is Matt Taylor. I have known Matt for over 30 years. Matt is another guy that no matter what, where, when, how, he can always make me laugh. And even today we share... We're on a texting thread with a couple other guys consistently. Just hilarious stuff all the time. In this particular episode, Matt was only the guest host one time, and we were talking about country music stars of the 80s. So to me, this was a great opportunity to capture this bit that we used to do at church camps. We did this thing called bird calls, and... It evolved over the years, but didn't stray too much from its original formula. Usually we had one night per week at camp where we would put on skits and things like that for the kids. And this was kind of like one of those things between skits that we started doing and did every single year for at least 10 years or more. Bird calls to you may not be as funny as they are to me, but we had a blast. And one of the funniest parts to me was when the dog was going nuts over the bird calls and he kind of joined in. So here's me and Matt and Jackson. I will give you the first bird. Okay. And you, you act in kind. Okay. So I would like to, well, since you're from the area, uh-huh. I would like to hear a Southern Ohio calling dove. Do you want the mating call or? Yeah, do the mating call. Of the Southern Ohio <clears throat> calling dove mating call. Yes. Yeah, thank you. 
You know, surprised one didn't fly into the window. <laughs> I think one did. There's a little window here. I think one yeah. just crashed into it. It's getting all hot and bothered. Huh. Okay. All right, you want one? Fire away. Okay. We're going to do the rainbow breasted nut hatch of the fall plumage. You know, they have that spring and the fall plumages that are different. Um, you're going to do the rainbow from the fall plumage, um, which has that kind of more mellow tune to it. Okay. So, male or female? Um, do a male. Yeah. I like a little bit of a challenge. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's raining, man. I swatted. I thought one was flying by me right there yes. for a second. And the, the dog has come. I know. Jackson is down Jackson here joining us. Down what, here. What's that noise? I need to be a part of all of that. Oh wow. Okay. So I would like to hear a North Alaskan split-toed. No, oh, you know I love Alaskan birds. Yes, you do. North Alaskan split-toed green-billed hyper robin. Holy cow, Rob. I got to drive home yet tonight. <clears throat> I know. Okay. It was amazing. You guys, yes. he, to see him do it is even better than hearing it on the radio. There is some facial the expressions. <laughs> there are some. You got to get into character to do some of these yeah, birds. It, they're it, rare. It, 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 yeah, they're, some of they them are have rare. never been heard before, Rob. <laughs> I, I would say none of them have been heard before, <laughs> except for by the birds themselves, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah they never been heard. They, when people ear. come around, they you know the, the birds you see, like like just the normal like you know birds. Yeah. Like, they make these kind of noises when people aren't around. Oh, yeah. There's just no one around to hear it. Hmm? Yeah. They make sure they're, they don't have an audience. No. They're kind of shy. Okay. Give me uh, one more. You want one more? Me, okay. Yeah, give me another one. You're going to do the, the um, deep-throated black willow bird of uh, the southern species. Okay. Deep-throated black willow bird, the southern species, in their uh, mating call. Okay. Jackson, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, All right. We'll do one more? No, we can't. <laughs> we, we, we. If you feel we must. All right. Or one more. One more. One more. And, and uh, well, let's do this. Let's okay. mix it up. So we would do this. Or I would just do the call without you knowing what it was, and you have to oh, guess, dude, guess the bird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Do that? Yep. Go. Uh, let me think. I got to think of a stumper. 
All right, got it. No, you'll never get this one. <clears throat> Try me. It's one. It's one of about three or four different ones. It's a ground bird. <clears throat> I would say it is a South Carolinian, yellow feathered, black winged quail, male or female. Oh, uh, that's male for sure. Yes, that's right. Yes, nailed it. Nailed it. I didn't nailed think it. you'd get that one. Man, I thought good. I thought man he's out of practice. Oh, get this you one. know what? It's it, it starts coming back to you the it more, does, the more that you're into it. Yeah. Huh. So, gosh. Yeah. Well, that was bird calls. That's, <laughs> bird calls. <laughs> Number two. Up until our last episode, this next bit would have been number one to me. You've all heard us refer to Kevin and the E.T. Teasing about him crying at the movies. In case you missed it, here is the story in context. When E.T. was out, so this would have been the summer of 1982, our church youth group went on a trip to Washington, D.C. We had several activities lined up throughout the week, a lot of the sightseeing and so forth. And one day, we went to a movie theater. And the movie we saw was E.T. So there's probably about 15 of us that went on this trip. And there's a really sad part of E.T. And Kevin, he didn't full-on cry it, if I remember correctly. He just got a little weepy-eyed and, you know, maybe wiped a tear away or something. And I happened to mention this during a podcast. When Matt heard this, course he had fun with it and it took on a life of its own so even to this day it still gets brought up occasionally well maybe not occasionally but often and Kevin takes it like a champ so after the initial time it was announced and maybe an episode or two after that Matt would bring this up from time to time now, Matt and Kevin were both on the podcast, but at different times. So this one particular time, they were on together. Now, last week, I had played a clip because there were two different apologies. Because first, Matt apologized, and then he kept talking about it a few times after that. So we set up another apology to Kevin for making fun of him, crying during E.T. And last week's episode, I doctored the music in to try to make it sound like the original because I couldn't remember which episode this original apology was in. So this is the heartfelt, yes, I did air quotes there, apology from Kevin to Matt about the way he had been treating him. 
if you guys have listened to the podcast at all, you uh, may have heard us talk about Kevin and, and the fact that E.T. was more than an emotional film for him. Yeah. Is that is that pretty accurate? Is that fair? I don't know if it's more than an emotional film. I think it was just an emotional well, film. I mean, uh, you can could, downplay could, it if you want okay. to. <laughs> extremely. Could, could we say extremely? <clears throat> we can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I'm going to do here today is Matt has been less than kind. I have good recall on cer- okay. on some things. Yes. And when when I hear about somebody, I don't know, crying in a movie theater like a girl. <laughs> when you hear stories like that, I mean, it just naturally comes out in conversation a lot. Yes, so. especially when that person is brought up. Well, 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 yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you want to say it like that, but yeah. So, uh, that's been very hurtful to Kevin. No. Not only has he had the issue with, you know, being known as that guy that cried during E.T. Right, right. But as to be reminded of it over and over again <laughs> right. is very hurtful. So, as, a teenager, as you right. know, on, on Living in the 80s, we, we are against bullying. Well, yeah. So yeah, that didn't um, sound like you're completely convinced. <laughs> well, I mean, so management, you know, we're going to do something to clear the air before this podcast gets started. Okay. So, gentlemen, what I want you to do, Matt, I want you to issue Kevin a <sighs> a public heartfelt apology for the way that you have acted and well, treated him. I mean, now before you get started, don't get, don't line it with excuses. I want a genuine, honest, and sincere apology. Kevin, I want to say say that I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I uh, um, I didn't realize that my actions and my words cut so deep. Um, and I um, I just I want to apologize from 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 the, the depths of my heart, I just want want you to know that I I, I never <clears throat> meant to, to cause you any extended grief. I because I realized that the Eddie T show was so hard on you that how could I do something to even make that worse? And well, first of all, I didn't think that'd be possible. I mean, hearing about the pain, the tears that you expressed in that little scene when you said. Oh, or whatever it was, said. I just know it's sad, but I know that you know it's sad. The fact that I just threw salt on that wound is just wrong with me on many levels, and I'm, 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 I'm real sorry, man. I apologize, and I just, I don't want to bring, I don't keep bringing that up. Let's keep it real. Never thought I'd do a podcast with you. <laughs> so, so I'm as shocked as you are that we're face to face. Um, but now that we are, uh, I see the air in my ways, friend, and I just want to say, uh, take a ride I'm sorry, sorry, you and me. <clears throat> Matt, uh, that had been very difficult for you to do, very humbling, I'm sure. So, uh, Kevin, you have anything... Yeah, I do. Um, first of all, I think that's very big of you to say that to my face because mm-hmm. you're kind of cutting me down. Well, 
Behind my back. Well, a lot. Because, he cut you down a lot. Well, Maybe because you didn't think you were going to see me. Okay. And then, um, then he kind of kept piling on to Well, me. Yes, that's true. He, he, he piled on quite a bit. But I appreciate that he could say, give me such a heartfelt apology. Yeah. Yes. And, and I wasn't expecting that, and so I feel like I owe you an apology because I was planning to come and attack you tonight wow. over your comments last week about owning a My Little Buddy okay. when okay. you were a sophomore oh. in high school. Oh, oh. But, okay. But okay. Okay. to the extent that, you know, okay. after all these years, you still need a theme song. Okay. But okay. I will not bring that up now because you oh, give so, me this apology. So so what so, I was gonna bring up I'm not gonna bring so, up. Now. So So you're gonna you were gonna make fun of him for the My Buddy theme song that he sung. Right. Like right. out loud and everyone right. heard but it. But you're not gonna bring it up. But I won't bring it up. So that you're not so, gonna bring it up. Right. So, so by bringing it up you're not bringing it up. Exactly. I'm saying, letting you know, you know I'm not gonna bring it up. Okay, okay. Number one. As I mentioned earlier that E.T. clip would have been number one until last episode. As we mentioned earlier, Mike has this fun self-deprecating humor. And he allows us to pick at him. It's all in good fun. But once again, Snowball went above and beyond. Even all the other insane things he said in the past. When he let us know that he in fact wore ankle bracelets in the 80s not very manly was it so our number one clip from just last week is mike moore talking about this to him all-important accessory on this trip it's me going solo the fellows aren't with me on this one because what dude wants to hang out with me when I go shopping? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, another dude that may be shopping for something similar. He's also mm. got his $100. Nah, nobody shop like I did. All right, here we go. Did you shop like a girl? Oh, I shop. Oh, I ask my wife. I go to every store. I kind of get a strategy, and then I circle back. Do you have a female oh, wow. gene? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a female gene in you? Wow. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Interesting. Now it's time to accessorize this outfit. Okay? Okay. All right. We need a new swatch watch. Swatch. Watch. Okay. So there we're spending $25, something with a little pink and baby blue in it. Mm, pulling it all together. So now we're at $85. So we have $15 left to spend. Oh my Next, God. you're going to like this. Because remember, I'm tight rolling my jeans. I don't have enough money to buy new jeans. So I got to tight up. roll the old ones. Yep. Tight roll my old ones. So I'm gonna get me a new ankle bracelet for five dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh man! <laughs> wow! Always, always wear it on the left ankle. Oh my god! I mean, you can go jelly and go really cheap, but I kind of oh. like more of a rope, you know. Oh wow! You are really a prep. You know what? <laughs> I think the shift of making fun of Kevin for ET. He's now gone on to snowball oh, the with, the, with the ankle bracelet. Kevin, you're, you know what? Here's the thing. He's not even done yet. Right now. Free and clear, baby. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. To me, our 10 funniest moments in the brief history of the Living in the 80s podcast. Did I miss any? Let me know. And I will try to include it in a future podcast. As always, we certainly appreciate you joining the podcast. It's you guys that make this thing go. It motivates us to keep going. And 
the best is yet to come. Next week, we will be back with an all-new podcast, and we're going to be talking about 80s cover tunes. We've got a cast of characters that's going to help us out with that. So looking forward to that one. And we're going to close out here with Huey Lewis and the news. Thank you, take care, and God bless. that the very worst pastry was a snowball oh yes. yeah i hate coconut well, is, anyway. there, is there anyone that hates anything more than the snowball yeah is that your snowball's favorite? the worst <sighs> you would eat it if i brought a snowball right here you'd eat it yeah i'd eat it <laughs>